0: cliffcentral.com All right, good morning everybody. Yes, it is Thursday, which means it is the burning platform. Uh, Pumi Mashiko and I are ready to take care of you this morning and look to... uh, Wow, Uh, we're talking to a lot of political leaders and today we're going to speak to Colleen Makubele, President of the People is how she styles herself. Huh? How do you like that? (laughs) You like that? I,
1: I also read that Chris. Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she's uh with uh, uh, what is the party called? South African Rainbow Alliance. Sarah. So we'll see what they have to say for themselves a little bit later on. You're looking uh, resplendent this morning, Pums. What's uh what's the in occasion? Blue. Yeah, look at her in blue. <laughs> she looks great.
1: It's um it's for all the haters. See all me. The haters. In blue. It's for the haters. Which hate, who do hates you, see, you? Do you? But look, do you see? I also have like blue eyeshadow.
0: You got the whole blue thing going.
1: Blue. Okay. It's it's part of this like color revolution I'm on.
0: Ah, uh, because you you used to just wear the 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 black. Yeah. Now yeah, like me, I still yeah. I'm still stuck on that. It's, I'm on so a have I got to get with your color revolution? No. No.
1: It's it's actually quite a it's it's quite hectic actually. It's quite a lot of work. Jesus, all looks this like brightness.
0: It. And also did you have to wake up extra early to look this glamorous? No. No, this is normal for you.
1: This is yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well. This is credit, what happens. Listen,
0: Pumi said something to me just now that really upset me. She said <laughs> the, the young the, the the young ones, the children are busy referring to those of us who are old and who are slightly old as being those who were born in the thousands. <laughs> So, (laughs) just in case you were already feeling shitty about yourself getting a day older every uh, sunrise. Yesterday. Someone somewhere is calling you one of those people born in the thousands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I spoke to someone yesterday here at the event, and Alex, I think Mm. it was, and, and he said, he asked me when I matriculated, I said, oof, long time ago, in the thousands, It almost fell over.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it's a horrible thing to say. You know, I, I study history, and when people talk about this and that century BC, and this and that century AD, I mean, it's the thousands.
1: It's the thousands.
0: Oh, my God.
1: It's the thousands.
0: We were at, um, we were all busy. Uh, we drove to a thing the other day, said so it was Simpiwe and Dori and uh, James and I, and... Then, you know, we were asking each other, how does your ID number start? (laughs)
1: Like a phone number?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And some people's ID numbers start with a 2. Not with a 2, but with a 0 or with a 1 or with a whatever. And then some of us start with a (laughs) 7. So I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway. (laughs) We're in the 1900s. We were born in the 1900s. Yeah, in the
1: 1900s. <laughs> the thousands. Because well, kind of, ID number like a phone number. It's yes. Zero 07. Zero 071, actually. Oh, really? It's a yeah. 071. And we're going to Home Affairs. Wish us luck. We're going to Home Affairs this afternoon for Ooh. his ID.
0: Okay. So. Big moment.
1: Wish us luck. Because the Whoa. last time we were there, there was. Dun, da, 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 a system. Oh, uh, the down.
0: system is down.
1: Your system shut down. So we. Well, but the so, I have had a great run with Home Affairs experiences when I went to go do my license renewal. When yeah. I went to renew my passport, did I lose my ID? I don't remember. But I've had a great <laughs> run with all those things. Do it all online. Make a booking. Show up on time. This, when I went with Canejo, I've done all of his stuff online. We were just going there for the biometrics. Yeah. First time in maybe five visits to home affairs that I had a bad experience.
0: Well, one of the other ways that people date each other, and, and by date, I don't mean go on a date. I mean, figure out how old each other are.
1: I've forgotten what a date is.
0: Yeah, me too. Is if you have one of those old green IDs or if you have an ID card. <laughs> so if you have an ID card, then you are usually now I'm lucky I've got both. I don't know but I haven't used my green
1: is I think actually
0: your green one
1: It might be in the safe.
0: Might have to whip it out for voting. No, this year you don't need it anymore.
1: Why would you need it?
0: I don't know. There used no. to be a time where you needed your ID to vote, your green ID.
1: No, that was.
0: Well, I've got a card. I'll that take that. That was then. That was. Are you sure? Are you sure?
1: Kudala le. Okay. Take your take your card. All right.
0: So that I can put that away. <laughs>
1: Speaking of for voting, <laughs> so even though the president has announced when the voting day is, yes. he has not given out the proclamation, which means, and they, they I, I saw an interview with um, the CEO of the IEC, Saima Mabulo, saying that they expect it'll come out tomorrow, the proclamation, but that means that you still have time to check yourself on the voters' roll and get people who are not registered because the voters' roll closes. As soon as that proclamation comes out, the voters' roll closes and you can't right. register anymore. If you have moved provinces, mm-hmm. check that you are registered in the right province because this is a national election. You right. can vote anywhere in the province at any site, as long as you're in the right province, you'll be able to vote provincial But and if you've moved national. provinces lately... If you've moved provinces,
0: province. sham, Yeah,
1: make sure... Because then you won't be able to vote for the provincial. You'll be able to vote for the national, but you won't be able to vote for the provincial.
0: Just saying. Okay. You still have Good time. To okay, so I didn't even realize that we could keep voting until Friday. I mean, keep Registring. registering until Friday.
1: Registering till the election. Well, till the proclamation is signed, okay. and that hasn't been signed yet. It's so probably until tomorrow. So to Probably till
0: so tomorrow. So last, uh, last night we had uh, a little discussion here as part of the podcast party, which um, was, uh, I think, a very, very interesting discussion between three young men who have uh, already got tremendous influence in their own ways. Uh, all three of them have been on the Burning Platform before. Uh, they are Sizwe Mpofu Walsh, uh, Penwell, the Black Pen, and um, Mighty Jamie, who's also been uh, on this show with us a couple of times. Now, they were talking about what the future might hold and what South Africa is like politically now, and especially from the point of view of younger people and people who are maybe voting for the first time or might be considering voting for the first time in this election. So we found that pretty interesting. But while I was talking to Pumi afterwards, she said to me, you know, what we've got to do is... uh, is talk about the budget. And I suddenly panicked. I thought, oh, God, I haven't even looked at the budget. So last night when I got home at like nine o'clock. Well done. Yeah, I, pff, I, I read through like some very basic stuff. So as far as I can tell, not a whole lot going on.
1: Guys, Gareth is a, let me tell you, I don't know, have I, I, I think I have met people that went to school with you. But Gareth is a Bad influence, guys. I'm Why? telling him here Why? that the Why budget points? speech, I've got the speech, it's 27 pages. I just have to read through it for today. Gareth says, you don't have to read that. You don't have to read that, he says. And then arrives here this morning, and when he got home, he read No, the, I, he I didn't, those there's no way I read the whole thing. Okay, so, fail All
0: right, so here, here's, here's a synopsis. No nonsense for me. You are the one who sets an un, uh, unrealized unrealizable standard for the rest of us, because you read everything. So, all right, here's what I got. A little bit, okay? Finance Minister Enoch Godongwana has tabled a budget mixed with optimism, I don't know about that, and caution about the country's public finances. Government put together a plan it believes will address macroeconomic stability, structural reforms and improvements in state capability to raise growth rates. But, of course, it's a budget in a voting year, so... There's only so much that they want to uh, no. rock the boat, am I wrong?
1: listen no the, uh, two things that had me so there there was a third thing actually which i I still need to do a little bit more reading up about because strangely enough, I don't read the budget speech as much as I would read the sona speeches the the you know province the provincial speech because that for me has always been much more interesting. It kind of gives you an indication of the budget. uh, Well,
0: okay. Also
1: because the budget does not work like your household budget. No. (laughs) It is not the same thing. No. But the thing that jumped out at me. What? 20%. 20% is what we spend. 20% of our budget is what we spend servicing debt.
0: And he's borrowing more money.
1: So every time you see... Cap mm-hmm. in hand Yeah All of these uh, loans All of these Every time you see that Just know, Baba Just know 20% That's of a, that's a huge amount of money Servicing debt
0: Yeah Guys If you were doing that in your household Let's say that was your bond Or whatever else it was You would run out of money very quickly
1: And the second thing That, that was for me A little bit like oh, oh, Really? Are we doing that? is that they are going to be essentially raiding the piggy bank. You know there's there's a, a surplus cash reserve mm-hmm. in the reserve bank. In the reserve bank. Yeah. That is actually there as a buffer. Yes. For when we have currency fluctuations and, and the way he says it, like he says it, oh, like it's a good thing, right? He says, you know, when the rand goes down, there's more money in, in that surplus because it's pegged to exchange yeah. rates. Yeah. But when the rand does well, there's less money there. But huh, because we've done so badly, the rand has depreciated so much. We've yeah. got so much money sitting in there. I mean, it's, it's like, what?
0: Yeah, yeah he, he does try to sell it as a good thing. Now, the other that thing... Made
1: me like, that made me a little bit like... Mm.
0: So the other thing is, uh, although I'm not drinking at the moment, I feel sorry for my drinking friends. Because this syntax thing every time is just an automatic thing. And I don't know why we settle for it. I don't know why we allow it. Um, because as a nation, one of the few things people get to do that actually makes them feel better is smoking and drinking. <laughs> I know it's not good for us. And I know that various health ministers have tried to stop us along the way, but we learned during lockdown that South Africans prioritize drinking and smoking more than almost anything uh, else, right? And yet they go after this year after year. They increase it more and more. I think that probably 50% of what you pay for now when you buy a bottle of spirits goes straight to the government. 50%. So we get and cross. And
1: we added a tax for vapes. And, and vapes, and yeah, and yeah. Whatever. Well, like, that's fine. I don't know, hublies, hublies and vapes and whatever that's fine. those things are. But
0: the fact is, these guys just automatically keep adding to that. And I think they're going to reach a point too where people go, we're going to make our own or we're going to buy the <laughs> cheapest one and fortify <laughs> it or something. No one's
1: going to do that, guys. Uh, you know what? No one's going to mm. do that. But listen, people you people tried it in the lockdowns with the pineapple
0: beers yeah.
1: and the whatnot. Yeah. but But it, it quickly, when the bottle stores opened, that quickly went away. I don't think anyone's making their own like...
0: Craft. So, they did propose tax increases totaling 15 billion rand uh, to alleviate immediate fiscal pressures. While personal income tax brackets will remain the same, the government is looking to corporates to meet its revenue shortfall. National tre- Treasury now plans to introduce global minimum tax rules for multinational corporations. This will see big corporations pay a minimum of 15% in efforts to boost ta- tax collection. Social grants are expected to take up the lion's share of the government's expenditure this year. Increases across the board expect, expected to take effect in April. So, what do we say about that?
1: Though there is no increase in the fuel levy.
0: Yeah. So. Well, what do you think of um, what do you think of all of that? Because I just filled up my car now, and I was like, "Oh God, this is this is costing more and more." I mean, literally, on the way in this morning, I was like, "Oh, I've got to fill this thing up again." Um, the government's announced plans to dig into the country's gold and foreign exchange reserves, as Pumi told us, to pay off some of its high and rising debt. In a move that has garnered mixed reactions, Godongwana says the National Treasury will withdraw $150 billion from the contingency reserve account over the next three years. Transnet and ESCOM are among the biggest drags on the country's economy. There are no new cash bailouts for struggling and underperforming SOEs. So not all bad news, but not great. It's like a bit of a, nah, you know? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. There's not really much else to say about it. And I feel kind of sorry for this minister because he's also got his hands tied. There's only so much they can do. (laughs) You know, it's like when the governor of the Reserve Bank has only one instrument with which to make any influence. It's the Reserve Bank's ability to Mm -hmm. influence interest rates. That's all they've got. This is his one occasion in the year where he gets to influence things. And we've got competent people in the Treasury. In the finance department, we don't have completely useless people there. Out of all the departments in government, that's one of the better-run ones.
1: Although you know what I did see yesterday, that I thought, is this a joke? On um, pa- is it Parliament RSA? <laughs> one of those Twitter accounts? I saw a little picture of Des van Rooyen. What's Do you he doing? Remember him? He's still alive. But the, they had. What's like, he doing? Tweeted this thing like it was some kind of
0: <laughs> fun fact. Him. Fun minister fact, for saying two days. that
1: he, he, he was minister. It, it was so weird. I was like, what is this oh admin doing? Because they had a picture of Desvon Royan saying he was <laughs> appointed on like the 12th <laughs> until the 15th. Fired on the
0: 15th.
1: <laughs> I was like, these guys, what's going on here? This is not a joke, but...
0: Fuel rev- levy remains, says propaganda, but carbon tax.
1: Yay, na. Yeah. I saw that. Hmm.
0: Now, that's stupid, too, because we know that this is just a bullshit scheme to put extra money in the government's coffers
1: and kill. Ah, I'm not.
0: Congo Chris says, isn't it obvious they're trying to buy votes with grants paid by an ever shrinking tax base? Well, that's true, too. <sighs> And then uh, I don't see that many people in the comments complaining about the syntaxes, but I did think, I did think that it was worth commenting on the fact that they just automatically increase that every year. It's like a given, and people just take it. Do you think there's a breaking point with things like that? I don't know. I mean, do you think? I don't think so. Because they're being very careful with personal and income tax, right? I
1: don't think so. Because what what is it that one can do about it? When when you reach that breaking point, what do you do?
0: I don't know. Maybe there's
1: no <sighs> there's no way to opt out. It's it's like I'm telling you that nobody is going to be brewing their own vodka simply because they've now so, f- figured that okay, the taxes so are too high. So
0: they've sat in a meeting and they've discussed this and they would have said, okay, people are addicted to alcohol and cigarettes. They're addicted. Hmm. No two ways about it. So they're going to drink and smoke no matter what. They will find the money somehow. So we can just keep increasing that.
1: What is that? Yeah, when you reach because the breaking point, it's not as if people, are, gonna, people, are, not people are not going to protest
0: opt by out. not buying this stuff, even if it's expensive. Yeah. So they can just keep doing that. <laughs> I mean, it is a clever place then to nail people. huh?
1: But why nail people?
0: Why well, because, nail people? because they need money because they spend more than they have i mean mm-hmm. if 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 you mention a household we had budget
1: different ideas
0: if you na- had Enoch Godongwana running your house budget, you would already be living on the street. Am I right, and not just him but every finance minister going back to when we still had growth under Tabombeki. you wouldn't want him he, running your household know, budget.
1: actually this morning there's a and we've tried to get him on this show and failed, but we'll keep trying yeah who? There's a Really fascinating economist that I follow, uh, Duma Kobole. And he, this morning, I saw a tweet by him where he was saying, our economy is a story of two halves. You know, between 1994 and 2008, mm-hmm. where there was quite, you know, a an upswing yeah. of growth. And then 2009 to now, where... Our growth has tanked. I mean we're <laughs> lucky if we can get one point two percent or something ridiculous like that, but interestingly, at the same time in the past fifteen years, almost every other emerging economy has has been able to achieve at least a four percent growth, and we're not we're 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 struggling to get to that place so so. Compared to other economies that are our size, other economies that, that have similar constraints like ours, everybody else is outperforming us.
0: Well, not surprising. I mean, we're not focused on growth. They might say these things, but they don't actually care about growth. There's so, so much red tape in, in business. You know this. You're in business. There's so many things you have to comply with. Um, and, and government should stay the hell out. They should actually just leave us alone so that we can run our businesses. Anyway, uh, a couple of comments here. Um, we paid 400 rand for a bottle of Berg during lockdown, so yeah, they can nail us, says Sam.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what Berg is.
0: I think it's a brandy. Most of the liquor manufacturing is done by large multinationals. Soon our country will be 100% booze funded. (laughs) Carla is very, very right. Wow. Wow. I love that. Uh, Carl says, I would let Trevor Manuel run my household budget in a heartbeat. That is one of the most intelligent people government's ever had. Well, he was administrative and he was very good at, at paying attention to the basics. So let's give him credit. But Pumi pulls a very big, wide-eyed expression when you say one of the most intelligent people ever. Do
1: you know about that Gini coefficient thing that is troubling this country? All of that. Yeah. That that ever-growing gap between the poor and the rich happened... Under that young man's watch.
0: Uh, and then Sanele wants to know, what is the name of the tree behind this Pumi? I've had it in my house for years. <laughs> <laughs> Even moved to Cape Town. It never occurred to me once that name, first name basis with its C-section. Okay, so it's not a real plant for starters, but it is meant to be a ficus. So how do you know? How, how can you imagine that I would know something stupid? A ficus? Like a ficus. Oh. F-I-C-U-S. Okay. And that is a, a it's a, a, lots of in, indoor plants um, are in the same family. They grow very well indoors. Uh, lots of people have them in their houses in South Africa, inside and out. But it's meant to be, but that's a fake one. Wow. Because every plant, so when, every when plant, the true, pl- real plant that we have, Died. Jane, Jane over waters or underwaters, and then it dies. <laughs>
1: because we we was had a quite a lovely thriving little vegetable garden outside this.
0: are you kidding? We had a a forest indoors? Do you remember we had remember huge big that. palm trees? this? This is what we've got left. is a little palm tree here. That
1: I can't really show you
0: now, but that's
1: and it's, that's it's real, doing well. That's
0: a real one. Yeah, and we've got a couple around here. And I mean, we've got this magnificent garden around us now. So we we we're not wanting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Government and politicians are very happy to waste the money that co- they coerced from the average. Well, that's the case all over the world. I mean, really, it just boggles my mind that we are still in a situation thousands of years after we we were forced by kings and emperors to render unto caesar that which was caesar's even the bible <laughs> even the bible tells us that right and we're still doing it
1: oh goodness render and the, and the, unto caesar
0: and the deal's not that great because i'm sure if you or pumi or i had to list all the things that we get from the state in this country at this stage it's minimal so what you're doing, really, is you're subsidizing other people. And that's part of your responsibility if you believe that you have a responsibility. If not, you consider it theft. Um, and it's that simple. So JP wants to know, Pumi, have you read, because you're such a nerd, Pums, and you do these things, the catered deployment documents yet? 1,300-plus pages. No. You haven't?
1: No, I, I have I actually have no interest in reading it. I don't think there's anything that I'm going to see there that's going to interest me, that's going to surprise me, that's going to, I have no interest. But
0: you don't think that in there somewhere there are secrets about the ANC and who they move around where and, or do you think it's so glaringly obvious you don't need to read them? Mm.
1: There's also, because they're they're not redacted, but they also did come out to say, well, we can't find these documents, Mm. these ones, and how convenient. The person who was in charge was Jessie Duarte, and she's dead.
0: She's dead, yeah. Uh, Of course, all the people who- How
1: good do you think the ANC's record keeping is?
0: No, not very. I don't think so at all. I have no interest. I think what you really need is to see the WhatsApps. You need to be on those WhatsApp groups. Forget about the documents. These days, it's about the WhatsApp groups. And I bet you Fikilim Balula on his phone has got a ton of ANC WhatsApp groups. And they all keep records on each other there. That's where their record keeping is excellent, mostly because WhatsApp does it for you. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's that's not, where the Smolanyana it's, skeletons yeah, it's really like the, are. Huh?
1: The, it's, it's the uh, snide remarks. Yeah, it's yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what that's you want to see. It's not going to be on stuff. Who do you think does the minute taking in those meetings? <laughs>
0: like, they probably don't write anything down on purpose.
1: Those documents for me are, are not, they, they really, really, really don't interest me. Not at all.
0: Okay. Well, uh, some people think it's very important and the DA are pushing hard to have them released. And maybe they'll go through them and do the the fine tooth comb stuff for us. But I think it's all in the WhatsApps. And you're not going to get your hands on those. Well. They're not going to just hand those (laughs) over to us, right? Okay. uh, Mapadima says, good morning, everybody. Just popping in to remind everyone to like and subscribe. Thank you, Mapadima. Otherwise, we would have forgotten. I'm going to work, I'll catch up on the podcast, enjoy the burning platform. You see, people have got things to do, people, people to see places to go. going to
1: work half past, yeah. I saw a thing, it's yeah. a, it's, so my posted this, she posted this at 6.28, mm-hmm. and I saw a thing about the average time South Africans wake up being what something like 6.24.
0: Really? Okay, so we're just on the other side of that now.
1: So good morning, uh-huh. all of y'all that are just waking up.
0: Uh, Conga Chris says, yes, those documents are actually redacted. The excuse given is that people have not forfeited their poppy act privileges. Surely that information is in the public interest. You could argue that, and a good lawyer will. But I'd love, and uh, Snipes says, quite rightly, how come hackers don't invade those WhatsApp groups groups and leak? I mean, that would be great, eh?
1: You don't need a no. hacker. You know what we need? We, we need just need a, an
0: insider. We need That's more all.
1: of the, what, what was the uh, thing is... Um, Wife's name uh, Mgoma. We need more of her,
0: more oh. kind of scorned wives. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> more scorned A- and wives. And Malusi Gaba's
0: like, uh, ex, who also lost it and yeah. revealed all.
1: She's about she's, how you
0: would arrive at home with bags of cash. That one.
1: Yeah, she's she, that's her. Nomakune. That's the one. Mm. She's the one. We need more scorned wives. That's mm-hmm. what we
0: need. So anybody in the ANC who's particularly upset, and there'll be more of those on the way. Because they're going to be more and more people excluded as the pot runs dry. You, you know?
1: You know what comes next? Now that, so, first, when the voters' roll closes, <laughs> no more political parties are going to get um, registered.
0: Thank God, because we've got too and many already. then
1: comes the party lists.
0: Ooh, and then they're going to be jockeying for position. It's
1: seeing those people that are there at number number three hundred, yeah. number three hundred. Watch them start turning on, on the party each other. List. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have to give your party list has to to obviously take into account if you were to win everything mm-hmm. who. Will fill these seats. This right. is also the thing that's been the bone of contention about. Um,
0: I mean, these smaller parties—they'll only get to number twenty, and they'll run out of people. Yeah, but
1: they still need to submit <laughs> for four hundred people.
0: So you could find yourself <laughs> on a list without even knowing.
1: So it's <laughs> if you're the friends, list. If you're friends we're with for... uh,
0: who did we have in last week, uh, Roger Jardine. If you're friends with him, you're probably going to end up on his list.
1: That's who we're looking for.
0: Hey, Those lists. Just by the way, while we're talking about Roger Jardine, because he was in last week on this show, and I must say, like, I thought it was an extremely lackluster performance by him. And and we are here also to give uh, a judgment post hoc, right? Mm-hmm. We are here to talk about it. I cannot believe that corporate South Africa is so out of touch. <laughs> because they are in bed with all the politicians. You know, big business in this country thinks they know better than all the rest of us. And I know that we we try to walk an objective line on this show. We try to stand up for private enterprise. We, we we try to stand up for government where it's necessary. We try to stand up for ordinary people. But I don't know how you felt for me, but after having Roger Jardine, in, and he's not a horrible person. I don't think there's anything wrong with the guy. I don't think he's... Uh, you know, some kind of negative, nefarious influence on things, but I am just not at all impressed with him. And and frankly, if Roger Jardine, God bless him, because he's at least thrown his hat in the ring, which you always encourage people to do. If you are going to make a difference, do it. Do get involved, it, right? Do it. But I have to say, if that is the sort of person who's who's the chairperson of a board like First Rand, if people like him are the kinds of people that you find on corporate South Africa's boards, then I am absolutely unsurprised that we are underachieving as a nation. Uh, I, I, I was not impressed by anything he had to say. He, he, If you put him in the political ring with people like Julius Malema, he will be eaten. I mean, come on, am I wrong? He will be eaten alive. The man has got... He, he says platitudinal things. Uh, he He talks in... In boardroom, uh, media mediocrities and buzzwords, and 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 corporate South Africa is full of people who talk like Roger Jardine, and they all look to him. And believe me, there are a bunch of people with lots of money who must have said to him, "Roger, you've got to go. Here's some money." And they did. Apparently, his coffers are full, and this is the guy that they that they they proffer to South Africa as here's your messiah. you're they've got low standards, hey. No, no disrespect to Roger, but honestly, I'm just completely unimpressed. Am I wrong?
1: So the kinds of skill that one requires to climb up the corporate ladder,
0: the greasy pole, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, interesting kind of skills. But not always. They don't always overlap
0: with politics.
1: But also, they don't always overlap with high degrees of inspiration or getting things done. Or even. Really? Yeah, Even like, getting things I done? Mean, it's just the things that uh, a big part of it is who likes you.
0: Yeah, well, if that's A who, big part of it is if, who likes if, you. If corporate South Africa likes Roger Jardine, and we've been told by everybody that he's just a great guy. I mean, this is what I heard beforehand. I didn't know anything about Roger before he came in. And because South Africans... <laughs> A lot of not so many of the people who listen to us, but a lot of people who might listen to this podcast for the first time never have heard us before. we Will go, oh, why is Gareth having a go at Roger? I don't think there's anything wrong with him as an ordinary citizen, as a person, even as someone who's been in business. But I, I just have to say that if if you're one of those people who's always said, oh, you know, if only South Africa was run like a business, you know, there's that mm-hmm. cadre of people mm-hmm. in this country who always go, a lot well, of if, them, if we just ran it as a business, profit and loss and you know, if we just did the, the stuff that most big corporates do in this country. Really, big corporates in this country just manage things. They don't really... There's very little visionary stuff going on at that level if Roger Jardine is who you offer up as a candidate. I don't see a whole lot of stuff happening there. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe Maybe I'm being unkind. No, I
1: think I walked away from last week's conversation feeling... Meh. Meh? Yeah. Yeah, well. I didn't walk away from the conversation feeling...
0: Oh, this is the guy.
1: ...particularly inspired or overjoyed...
0: I mean, the ...at wee- the
1: prospect of putting this person in the, in the bullring with all the others. The week
0: before we had Gaten McKenzie, who... You and I, have, we have a big disagreement with him on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. But at least... He had fire and vim and vigour, right? (laughs) You gotta give him that. Like you might you might you might never vote for the Patriotic Alliance. You may disagree with everything they stand for. Give him credit. The guy is he's gonna rally people behind him. He's got leadership. He's got populism. He's got messaging. He's got an ability to charm people. Not everybody, but he's got it. I don't see any of that in Roger. God bless him. Honestly, I I, I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression here that I'm nailing him. But what a middle-of-the-road, what What a middle-of-the-road performance. What
1: we are going to do, because we're on a run, we're going to bring in as many of the various political people that we can bring in. Yes. We're going to have our own vote. Today we're going to have our own vote, not at the end of the run. No, you know? but today
0: we got Colleen Makubele from Sarah. We're going to find out about them. I
1: think we're going to have our own vote, and of the people that we've had on the show, see what see what the listeners think. See who the if the listeners have shifted on any one of the guys that come in, any one of the people that come in, if they've shifted um, and think differently about what all the various people are saying. Because the one thing that you know, I think, um, in, in our we don't have a lot of different media uh, platforms, but the one thing that they try and do is give people opportunity to come in and sure, you know, it's what we're trying to do and show us the doilies they are selling. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, doilies. you're not going. To <laughs> yeah, there's this thing. The I, this is this is how I see it. You know, in the in the in the. In the township, well, at least in my township, there are ladies all my life. There are ladies who sell doilies, mm. you know, doilies—that mm. thing that sits on the table or whatever—and and they have lots of different ones, and they've got big bags, and they go house to house selling their doilies. And they, and they, for me, one of the biggest lessons in business has been from watching those ladies. They come into the house, they knock at the door, they come into the house and they ask for the old people. So they ask for Rabantabatala. <laughs> and then, yeah, because you, you're not going to buy. You're not going to buy as you open the door. And uh, and I'm sure it's changed a lot now because people are a lot more, um, yeah. uh, people are a lot more afraid of letting strangers into their houses.
0: But I mean, old lady lady they, selling it, doilies is not yeah, going to come and still, rob you. But,
1: but it, it never used to be like that. Like now the gates and the this, it's a, it's a thing. Okay. Right. Then then, they, then, then your mom comes out to your aunt or your grand, and they're like, okay, we're selling doilies. And they're like, oh, and they ask, can we see the doilies? And then they unpack their bag. Yeah. Like there are five different yeah. types of doilies and colors and whatever. Yeah. And the people look and they turn it around. How much is this one? Malini le, malini le, <laughs> and all of that stuff. And the ladies <laughs> are so patient. So patient with you, showing the doilies. And then, I mean, I've never seen my mom buy those doilies. But she looks. But she looks and engages. And, and then she says, oh, I see mali. You don't have money today. No money. And she had those ladies. And they
0: pack them back.
1: Pack them back Patient. And they keep going. And they go to the next house.
0: I saw someone they selling. They will be
1: back next week.
0: I saw someone selling on the same basis brooms and mops and things yesterday. Yeah. And they were walking up and down my street and I thought, I could do with a mop and a broom, so there's some. There will be a day when you'll buy the doilies. Yeah,
1: you'll buy. <laughs> but the fact that, they, the, and and the consistency of sales, the consistency but of sales, and the fact that they week after week, so, maybe so you, every second week, you and see this these, is what we're doing. You with see these, these political, political parties. parties. You, you they must come here and show us their doilies, unpack <laughs> them all, talk us through it. And then pack them up and go home. And then at the end, we'll have a poll. We'll have a poll and see who's been who's been shifted. I mean, there were some comments when, when Gayton was here. There were some comments where people kind of felt like, oh, this guy is, you know. There were lots of people who thought, wow, this guy is far out there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> some, you know.
0: Here's, Nolvuyo here's, uh, says, um, I might vote for Gaetan. So you, you see, know, there the you go. Look, uh I'm I'm never going to tell anybody who to vote for, but I do think we must give all of them as much uh space as they need to hang themselves. And let's see who you like. That's the whole point of the burning platform. Especially in the next couple of weeks leading up to the election, we'll give them all a chance. And they're all invited. Hmm. Even the small anyana ones. Particularly
1: the small anyana ones. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I I will tell you why you you want to hear even the smallanya ones, you know, when when we see what's happening in Johannesburg, because I live here, so I'm mm-hmm. quite interested in in the politics of that council. And you you see the aljamas out there jostling. You see yeah. an ICM out there jostling. You're like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Who did they talk to? Who did they get to vote for them? Because. Because they're out there. I mean, they might have 0.001%. But depending on the number of people who show up to vote, I think at last count, it was something like 600-odd political parties on the ballot. Um, Not on the ballot, but registered with the IEC. They may not all, obviously, may not all be part of the final ballot that you get when you walk into the booth. But there will be a lot. There will be a lot of those. On there you oh, the might miriam. get a little booklet, you might get a little like you know those little booklets, like an Avon book
0: <laughs> all right, many. so so far, um do you have any observations on on some of the people we've had already, or is it too soon? you want to see more
1: well, observations yes, but I, I I'm not going to up until the very end I'm not going to to place my pick because i don't want to want distort.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you also wanted to talk about no F-bombs for the duration of Lent. Mm, is guys, that is that your...
1: This is me. I it's,
0: could never... I, s- I could give up a lot of things. And I, I have. And it's been pretty easy for me to put aside certain things oh, and do guys. certain things. I'm pretty disciplined about things. But if you ask me to stop swearing completely...
1: And this... Particularly, I've been listening back to some of the shows. Who, guys? I, I think somebody once complained in the comments that they don't like the way I swear. So, this is me in the in the burning platforms. So you must you must check me. You must check me, guys. If you hear me, even like, I, and I have in the traffic. So I, if in the traffic, I, yeah, I swear. Yeah, and, and no the, one's going
0: to see you, so it's really you who knows.
1: And I am properly making an effort.
0: So I saw something the other day that made me think about this because I've often had people say to me, oh, you know, you, you, you can switch it off. And for years in radio, I never would swear on air. That was three hours a day, five days a week, you know, for like 15 years. And I, I don't think I ever slipped an F bomb on the air.
1: I don't swear in front of my parents
0: or grandparents or whatever. So you can do it, but I remember I saw something the other day. I remember when Elon Musk went on stage and he was being interviewed, and he said to all those advertisers who wanted to threaten him with a boycott if he, you know he didn't uh, go along with uh, prevailing narratives, and he said, "Go and f yourselves remember mm. and then a a woman called Kara Swisher, who is a, a writer and journalist in New York. She was on CNN and she said, oh, you know, I can't believe this childishness of Elon Musk dropping the F-bomb and who talks like that? He's a 52-year-old man and how can he swear, swear, swear like that at a, at a public event and with a microphone in front of him? And I thought, that's interesting because on YouTube, the very next video, if you look up her name,
1: <laughs> is, that is
0: her interviewing Kathy Griffin at South by Southwest, And the two of them are dropping so many swear words. And I suddenly thought, what a hypocrite. You know, you're going to go after Elon Musk for swearing, but you yourself are guilty of the same thing. You know, people have no ability to reflect on their own poor performance. It's like there's this brick wall between some people and, it's happened to me. I get people pointing out my hypocrisy. But
1: it's, it's but, also situational, right? So, yeah. like, swearing is also situational. It's in these moments where we're talking about the politics and we're talking about the irritants and it drives me up.
0: Yeah, it drives me, No, it drives me mad. You see, the point with me is that I, I acknowledge that I have a foul mouth sometimes and I can be very, I very grumpy. grumpy. I know and, I do. And I'm okay with that. And I've been at peace with it since I was, what, 15 years old? I mean, I remember getting into trouble for it at school.
1: <laughs> really? Oh, yeah.
0: And I grew up in a house where it wasn't a big deal. But my parents always said to me, there are some swear words that are just better than any other word. And they were right. They are right. They're I st-
1: used to have an English teacher who used to say, swearing means you don't have enough words in your vocabulary. Now,
0: now that, I don't, I don't believe at all. Uh, you know i got lots words, of words in my vocabulary, but there's sometimes just some nothing that have, goes better.
1: Some words have, have just enough pinch. Yeah, and just enough pinch. And so that's my thing, that's and,
0: and that's why I also borrow words from other languages. Afrikaans has got some great swear words.
1: <laughs> I don't know Afrikaans swear oh, words. Oh, there's Sentedness. some good ones.
0: No, come on, you do, Pumi. I'll, I'll. I'm not going to Z- say Zulu, them for you. Zulu has Zulu's got filthy Zulu's got and some and, and, good and, words. And the, uh, the Swati language is oh, also yes. full of filthy language. <laughs> but if you're going to throw some of those in,
1: and Sisotu. So
0: Sort of Ooh, the
1: Sissotu swear words. There they, we go. They they hit a nerve. Mm. You, you no, I've it. I've
0: learned a few on, on, on my way, and and I don't mind dropping them in because I also do have a, a decent enough vocabulary. So it's not like it's standing in for other words. But I do find like swearing is not something worth getting upset about in twenty
1: twenty
0: four. I kind of at the proliferation of podcasts and independent nah. content, and you go online and you're going to find a lot of that stuff. And if you're still one of those high-collar, oh, you're almost like this dress you're wearing at the moment, old grannies who are like, oh, I don't swear. I don't swear. It's terrible to swear. <laughs> I think you're like stuck. How do you make your voice oh, crack like that? No, it's so awful to have
1: people swear.
0: <laughs> Come on. We know everybody does. All these hot mic moments where we've caught people who we think would never say things like that, you're, We, they do. People swear, and it's just enough... Why are we pretending? Doesn't mean we all have to just unleash a torrent of verbal abuse at each other every time we see each other. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm just saying be honest and consistent. Uh, this, if you want to swear it off, <laughs> literally for a couple of weeks for Lent, good for you. But I'm never going to be that guy who pretends that I don't swear. You know,
1: I'm totally. This is this is me. It's 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 also it's about bending my my mental. Will right? Yeah, it's, sure. a, it, 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 it's It's, it's also about it's kind test. of Bending my mental will To to be able to do this Only six weeks mapelo
0: says uh, our swear I words have a punch Those clicks man Love it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That really does That hits hard I mean I remember When the president uh, The former president uh, Jacob Zuma When he was making a speech At a place called Ngosa Hill Right In <laughs> And he loved saying it. He said it with such... And, I mean, the man can use Zulu properly. He,
1: uh, and <makes> he, which which was a different inflection. <laughs> yeah, but we know word. how he said it. That he word. said it with, with purpose.
0: <laughs> <makes> <makes> and if you don't know what that means, you're going to
1: have to look at it. <laughs> says swearing is my love language. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. Okay, so... Um, There's some other things. We've still got a couple of minutes before we get to our break at seven and then the burning platform. And this morning, as I mentioned earlier, Colleen Makubele, former speaker in the uh, Johannesburg municipality, the Gauteng uh, legislature, and also someone who was in COPE up to just five minutes ago. I've got to ask her about COPE because COPE seems like it's just a retirement plan for Musiwa Lakota. There's nothing else left there. And, you know, it's like Bantu Holomisa is the UDM. Yeah, It's Bantu. a retirement plan for him. We're basically putting him on pension and paying for him. That's what we are doing as voters. <laughs> so we've got to ask ourselves about that and we'll ask Colleen about that. Also, if you've got someone who you would like to have on the show, let us know. I saw somebody here saying, please don't bring that uh, ANC guy on who you had on last time. I don't know who you're talking about.
1: I think you're talking about the the Johannesburg regional chairperson. That's who we had on, and he it, that spoke at one word every five minutes.
0: Oh yeah, right.
1: But but uh, Gareth here has piqued my interest, and I'm very excited. If it ever happens, yes, and and in fact, I should have bit. I, we should have had a bit because I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it'll happen. Gareth is trying, trying. to get Paul Mashatile here. Yeah, because it would be wonderful Sugar, to have. It would be wonderful yeah. to have the deputy president.
0: Mm. Uh, Sugar Shabalala says as much. She says it would be interesting to get Paul Mashatile on. I just want to understand our deputy president. I didn't get a chance with Didi Mabuza. Well, uh, through various channels. <laughs> And old caders, I've been able to get to the deputy president's office, but whether old, he'll.
1: Old caders.
0: Old caders. <laughs> but um, no, really, really old caders. <laughs> and I'm trying to get him on, and we'll see. But so far.
1: I, uh, I'm not holding my breath.
0: 50 50 chances. I'm not
1: moment. holding my breath. It would be wonderful. I'd
0: love to have the deputy president on. He's got a lot to answer for.
1: It would be wonderful.
0: All right. um... Pummy's going to be effing and jeffing like a sailor on Easter Sunday.
1: I don't swear in front of my parents.
0: Where are the hot cross buns? Oh, <laughs> really?
1: I, you know what? Because of words, I don't wait for Easter with those hot cross buns. Mm. You can have them at any time
0: i, uh, I mean, they also not, we, have we, those
1: special ones they have those we, special ones with the chocolate we at this once, time uh, of the in year. fact
0: it was I think it was last year or the year before we did a, a hot crust bun
1: it was the year comparison
0: before. it was, so we remember we had all those different hot crust buns, we tried all of them and we announced and anointed a winner. I think checkers won it in the end.
1: I think checkers
0: won <laughs> so we might have all of them compete for that again. All right. uh, We don't
1: need any more competitions. This year is full of enough. Oh yeah. This year has enough polling for for all of us forever.
0: So I mentioned her in passing just now, and I was very rude about how she either overwaters or underwaters our plants. But today is Mum Jane's birthday. Happy birthday. I think we'll be celebrating with Jane a little bit later on. Uh, Okay, just quickly, can you help me understand Elsa Majimbo and Naomi Campbell and what's been going on there? Because I saw some noise on social media, but honestly, I didn't understand it. Help me.
1: Do you remember me telling you that this year is shaking the table coming in? This was with Cat Williams after that, like Cat Williams. Cat Williams
0: and then all the pastors. This uh,
1: year, shaking the table. So, Elsa. You, Elsa is this wonderful young comedian, social media personality who mm-hmm. kind of took off. She's from Kenya. Yes. Uh, she took off during the lockdowns. Yes. And is now in, I think she now lives in Hollywood or something. Because every time I see her, she's now become like super famous and super oh, rich. And okay. she's like always in these fancy clothes and whatever. <laughs> She's been telling stories about, so all her TikToks of late have been about how fantastic this life has has been, you know. So she she told the story about meeting a guy at the airport who was so wonderful, who then invited her to a private zoo with some shake in the middle of Dubai. Like crazy stories <laughs> like that. <laughs> and when she tells the story, you kind of go, is this real? Is this for real? So for a couple of weeks, there was a... Elsa's just making up these stories. And then she brought the receipts. She was like,
0: "Oh, look at this
1: picture of me petting the tiger. (laughs) Look at me. This
0: is the picture. Anyway. So what does she say about uh, Naomi Campbell? So she
1: told... There there were some videos a couple of years ago. um, During lockdowns, during the softer parts of the lockdown, of her and Naomi Campbell shopping in Nairobi, Mm. all that kind of stuff. So, you know, she gets... Invites from Beyonce, Rihanna quotes her in tweets, it's it's all of that. So she told a story about how Naomi Campbell basically has been like blackmailing her or threatening to blackball her because they went after that shopping trip in Nairobi, Naomi took her on a holiday to one of the coasts in Kenya on a private jet, and they became kind of friends and whatever. And in passing, Naomi said, you should make a documentary about your life. And I don't know if the documentary happened because Naomi said that or whatever, but she did actually make a little bit of a documentary on her life and Hmm. did not tell Naomi about it. And when it was at Cannes, when she was showing it at Cannes, somebody told Naomi, so Naomi phoned her up. To say, how dare you steal my idea? Oh. And for three years, she says, she was in this catatonic state, always afraid that she if something happened in her life, something great happened, she'd have to tell Naomi because she'd be afraid <laughs> that Naomi's going <laughs> to like, what? And there have been stories. We all know the issue with the cell phone that Naomi's a mean girl. Naomi's mm. always mm-hmm. been a mean girl, right? Mm. But the way Elsa told the story and then everybody was like, what she told, and she fell into depression and all sorts of things. Then Naomi did a ten-minute clapback video.
0: Oh shit! Now, how did that go? Because we know she, as you say, a mean girl. That's being nice. Oh, what did she say?
1: My word! And all the people online who kept saying to. To, to Elsa, you shouldn't have said all of that because now she's definitely going to blackball you. I'm like, what is this? Like, if Naomi is bullying this poor child, we should not be telling her that she, that's how she's going to gonna get out from yeah. under the thumb.
0: Right. She's a whistleblower on nastiness. So has Naomi been very, very mean in her reply?
1: Na- Naomi in her reply was very like, oh, you know, I mean... She benefited from the friendship and all these things. She's making it out to be more than what it actually is. And I was like, so now all the old videos of all the girls talking about Naomi, like mean-girling them, Mm -hmm. have come out. Woo, this year, I'm telling you guys, (laughs) this year is shaking the table
0: Well, we'll have to see. Because it's
1: turned, hey? People are just like, Naomi's a mean girl and at that age
0: too. Yeah, but she is, I mean, what kind of power does she still wield? Enough. Really? That she can ruin this uh, Elsa's life? Well,
1: she knows people.
0: She does know people, but I mean, I, I wouldn't, and I'm nobody. I'm not Naomi Campbell's friend. But if she phoned me up and said, oh, we've got to blackball this person, I'd say, do your own dirty work. Who has the time to put people on a blacklist these days? Huh? What?
1: it's? Who has time to
0: put people on a blacklist? It's become
1: worse. What do you think cancellation is?
0: Yeah, but I don't, I, people I don't and, participate in that stuff.
1: If one person, this and this, you know, one of the things that Cat Williams spoke about is, and Monique, if somebody says...
0: Monique the comedian.
1: Monique the comedian. If somebody says, <laughs> Elsa, who's only like 22, is difficult to work with, and she is... And it's somebody like Naomi, you kind of think, ooh, do I want that person on my show? Do I want that person on my fashion show? Do I want that person has in it, my campaign? Has
0: it started to affect Elsa So is she talking about like loss of income or anything like that?
1: Well, she Elsa said, I just want to be free. I just want to be free. And if people don't want to work with me, there'll be other people who will want to work with me. I just don't want, I don't want Naomi to have that power that she's had for three Mm. years over me anymore.
0: Who would? Who would want that? Who would want this uh, very manipulative friend (sighs) in the background? You know, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, well, I'm on her side, Elsa's side, no matter what. I've met Naomi Campbell once and um, I can't really say I know anything about her. I only, I only know what you know. Yeah, didn't didn't really have much of a conversation.
1: It was literally, fa- and and for me, it kind of you know the 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 meanness and and Naomi for many years has had this hanging over her. You know this this that issue she's of her being bitch. a mean girl. Yeah. The issue, but also she—they've they, been lots of rumors of her because one of the things that did come out with Elsa is that she she also tried to pimp her out to some like Ooh, older executives.
0: Now that's interesting.
1: Uh, it's all I, when I, when mm. I say shaking the table,
0: Jesus, all the stuff's falling out.
1: It's falling. That's out.
0: Yeah, I wonder what I wonder what that is.
1: And Naomi threatened to release the the WhatsApps. Of her and Elsa talking Go on. about some Do it. of these people. I'd guys. love to
0: see I'd love to see the WhatsApps. I would love to see how people talk to each other when they when we're not looking.
1: This is hmm? about someone, like about this one of these older executives.
0: Mm. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot the to tip. chew on this morning. Just when you think it's only we,
1: February, guys.
0: And just when you think we only talk uh, politics on this show, you've got another thing coming.
1: I just want to say it's only February. All of this. All of this coming yeah, out. That's true. And it's only February. By, well, the ti- by the time we get to December, the aliens uh, will be revealed.
0: <laughs> Some people are begging for those aliens to come. All right. <laughs> so next up, uh, Colleen Makubele on the Burning Platform. Stick around, cliffcentral.com. Thursday morning, Pumi me, you, and all of our guests.
1: Cliffcentral.com.